All right, folks, hope everyone had a good weekend, or it is actually a long weekend, so I hope some of you are still enjoying it. It is Monday, February 21st. I am Jacob Cohen, and this is the Hustle Daily Show. For those who are new on days like this, we're going to give you a short and sweet breakdown of some of our favorite business and tech stories, and a couple times a week, we're going to bring on some guests to dive a little deeper, so let's get crack-a-lacking. Today we've got some interesting items on the menu in a bit. We're going to talk about high-tech cheating, as in the kind of cheating that happens in school in the 21st century, and the tech and businesses working to stop it. But before we get into that, to start your Monday, here are four things you should know. Number one, the most popular skincare product of 2022 is none other than Vaseline. Yep, I'm talking about the petroleum jelly. Teens and influencers on TikTok and Instagram are using it for slugging, which is basically slathering it on your face to stay hydrated overnight. And Google searches for Vaseline are the highest they've ever been. There are 400 million views of the hashtag Vaseline on TikTok. Interesting bit of history. According to Unilever, Robert, I believe it's pronounced Cheeseborough, a chemist from New York, invented petroleum jelly after a visit to the oil fields of Titusville, Pennsylvania in 1859. How about that? Number two, with the Olympics coming to a close, a new report is out from the Wall Street Journal detailing the insane cost of youth ski racing, alpine racing. One of the interesting things about alpine racing is the fact that so few people can actually do it, not just physically, but financially. The total cost for a junior ski racing career can top 500 grand, according to a 2019 survey. And one family interviewed said they're spending upwards of 30 grand on their daughter's skiing every year. Now, skiers are sounded the alarm that if things do not change, we're going to run out of skiers to send to the Olympics, so we got to solve this, people. Number three, firefighting tugboats were headed this weekend to the Felicity Ace, a 60,000-ton boat that's sitting in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean on fire. What's interesting about this boat, aside from it being on fire, is that it was carrying thousands of fancy cars, Porsches, Bentleys, Volkswagens, to the U.S. Everyone on the boat is off and safe. So the biggest problem here is just the setback to the already setback automotive industry that's dealt with so many supply chain issues over the last couple of years. It is not even funny. I don't know. Maybe they should have expected this one too. Number four, today in uplifting news, reports are out that some taxpayers are waiting on deceased loved ones' tax returns and refunds, and they're just not able to get in touch with the IRS. And these delays are prolonging their process of closure, literally closing out their loved one's estates, but also closure emotionally. So it's well known that the IRS is under-resourced. The agency's budget is down about 20% the last 10 years, but staffing is the same it was in the 1970s. The IRS has about one person for every 16,000 calls that it receives. And during one call volume spike in last year's tax season, the IRS says it was getting 1,500 calls a second. So good luck getting in touch with them this year. (laughs) So there's the famous proverb of cheating, which is that during a test, one can look in four directions. You can look up for inspiration, you can look down for desperation, or you can look left and right for information. But that's changed because with so much remote school, you can now also look up stuff on the internet. (laughs) And now there are companies working to give teachers the upper hand in dealing with this new digital world of schooling. Remote learning has created a whole new challenge for educators because of this. How do you keep a student from cheating when they're taking a test from the confines of the bedroom? 
Luckily for academic institutions, this challenge has led to an entire industry of remote proctoring software. Now, the key player in the space is HonorLock. If you're a college student, you've probably heard of HonorLock by now. There's a good chance you've used it too, and there's a good chance you despise it. HonorLock grew revenue 1,000% year-over-year between 2020 and 2021. There is $25 million in funding last year, too. And at the time of the raise, HonorLock counted 300 institutions as customers and a million students, or more than a million students, were using the HonorLock software. So what is the HonorLock software? Well, as you can imagine, most students just simply can't abide by a normal honor code. So they have to use this technology called HonorLock which is basically a remote proctor. It scans students' faces to make sure they're the ones that are actually taking the test. It detects uses of cell phones, other people in the room, other voices, things like that during an exam window. And it tracks activity on other websites that might be providing answers or potential answers to test questions while you're taking the test. So in other words, it's about student surveillance. And that's kind of landed on a lock in a little bit of hot water. One thing they do is host these fake websites called honeypots, which exist solely to catch students cheating. Critics say it's a classic case of entrapment, and they also argue that just the software generally creates an environment that assumes students cheat, which could just backfire by normalizing cheating altogether. So what's the answer here? I guess one possible solution is just, you know, switching to kind of different testing methods. In my personal experience, a lot of teachers switched once COVID hit and everything went online to timed open book tests, but with questions that have answers you can't just quickly find on Google. That is one way to fix this. But as you know, this whole cheating surveillance thing, it makes sense. It is necessary to some extent, but it is kind of sad because cheating is such a creative endeavor. Teachers call it cheating. Students call it teamwork. (laughs) And there's an insanely popular Reddit thread I came across where someone was asking the internet about the most creative cheating hacks that people have ever seen. And one that I thought was just fascinating was the story of this dynamic duo who one of these guys was eating specific colored M&Ms that corresponded to answers A, B, C, or D. <laughs> and that's how they uh, someone cheated with uh, another person. Another classic example is printing out a new uh, drink label. And I saw one instance of this where a Snapple label was printed out with the answers and the nutrition facts. But In this case, the kids got caught because the teacher had never seen the flavor before because they decided to create a new flavor when they printed out the new label and the teachers wanted to see how much sugar was in it. So the lesson is, if you're planning on cheating like that, just stick with some boring flavor like, I don't know, peach or something. (laughs) And that's it, folks. For more on The Hustle's tech and business coverage and links to all kinds of cool stuff from around the web, check out our newsletter at thehustle.co. Thanks to our producers, Darren Clark and Matthew Brown. I'm Jacob Cohen. You've been listening to The Hustle Daily Show brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. See you tomorrow.